0: the 90s,
1: Let's
0: it. they were weird my lips no new yes, Lots of twists all right, stop. More oh. 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 and turns go, 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 go. life was like a box of chocolates
1: Somebody stop me.
0: Some of it was really good. Yeah. And...
1: Some wasn't. But through it all... We have the NBA.
0: It's time for 90s Slam.
1: And with that, welcome to this episode of
0: 90s Slam. And today, we are talking about the bad boys. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always is Chris. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm I'm excited about this episode because I was very pleasantly surprised watching uh, this movie, Pure Pistons.
1: Pure Pistons. What Uh, an intro, what a soundtrack. And, well... Uh, I mean, I thought I was about to watch The Terminator just based on the graphics (laughs) in the beginning. Uh, Yes, Uh, you got a lot of laser sound effects during the CBS Fox. And (laughs) and I think that that
0: stuff is really important for establishing the movie. We didn't really get that in the last episode with Mm -hmm. the 99 Spurs one. It was too, it was timeless. It felt timeless. And so in my opinion, it just kind of made it a little bit less interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh less to kind of laugh at in the Spurs one, but yeah. I feel like they're taking, you know, they're trying to hit a single and pure pistons is swinging for the fences.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh and and right off the bat like you mentioned with the soundtrack and everything, but but we'll get to we'll get to all of that in mm-hmm. just a minute. First, let's uh get let's go back in time and talk about uh the 1989-1990 Era,
1: era, yeah. What do you,
0: what do you, what do you got for us, Chris?
1: Um, well, it's a, it's a year of a lot of international reorganization, uh, turmoil. Uh, Poland withdraws from the Warsaw Pact, Oof. and Estonia, Lithuania, several other countries are trying to make their exit from the Eastern Bloc. Um, with not much success in 1990. Yeah. Yugosla- oh, it wouldn't,
0: well, it wouldn't get better for pretty much the whole decade, yeah. really.
1: It was a pretty rough decade to be over there. Absolutely. Uh, Yugoslavia votes to dissolve. Um, Nelson Mandela finally released from prison after 27 years. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, the Berlin Wall starts coming down. And the World Health Organization removes... Homosexuality from its list of diseases. Wow. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that
0: that only happened, you know, 31 years ago yeah. is. <laughs> It makes you sad a little bit, but at least it happened.
1: Yeah, geez. I don't really know all that much of what the WHO does, but now I'm a little bit more intrigued.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, are we going to be happy if we do some digging on that? Or is it more stuff like that that just gives you a bad
1: feeling? Yeah, <laughs> man, I don't know. That's, I don't either. But, uh, but yeah, the, the um, Iraq invades and tries to annex Kuwait. Um, and the apartheid is, is the... Initial stages of it being dissolved are wow. so put the into motion in 1990.
0: Beginning of the fall of the Soviet Union, beginning of the fall of the apartheid, beginning of Desert Storm. So mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is really, we're, we're kicking the 90s off with a, mm-hmm. a pretty big bang here.
1: Yeah, and oh, also of note, um, Douglas Wilder becomes the first black man to be a governor of a state for Oh Virginia. wow! Yeah, and and it
0: was Virginia, Virginia, How yeah, progressive of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He must have been pretty conservative. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. I, don't, I really don't know much about. It. I don't either. So,
0: <laughs> listeners, if you have any information about Douglas Wilder, That's hit right. us up on Nineties Slam on Instagram and Twitter, or Nineties uh, Slam Podcast at Gmail dot com, or as always, you can call or text us. But anyways, yeah. uh, what, what else do we have in nineteen ninety?
1: Uh, what do you think the top Grossing movie worldwide was. I'll give you the l- one of three of the leading roles was played by Whoopi Goldberg. Is it Ghost? It's Ghost. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Ghost was good. Have you seen Ghost? No. It's it's a good movie. I, it- well, I've
1: seen the scene that gets spoofed. Whenever well, anyone references, of ghosts. course,
0: the clay, the throwing wheel, and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But that movie actually holds up really well. It's a pretty good movie. Um, the thing, the only thing that doesn't hold up in that movie is the special effects. Oh, yeah. And yeah. for anyone uh, listening who's seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about with um, very obviously animated in the movie but other than that if you can just let that go it's a pretty good movie do you believe
1: in ghosts no not at all do you do you know people who believe in ghosts i'm
0: sure i do but it's not something that i talk about do you chris do you believe in ghosts i don't believe in ghosts okay but uh
1: uh yeah i know people who believe in ghosts
0: the only time i've ever had like a, a suspicion um was when, actually, Chris, when you and I were living together uh, in our apartment. Well, it was uh, definitely haunted. Well, something was wrong with that place. And and to that end, there was a night when I went to bed, and (laughs) I am positive that I closed and locked our big front door. (laughs) Yeah,
1: now I remember this. And
0: at, like, three in the morning, I woke up and had, like, a bad feeling and went downstairs, and our front door was just wide open, like, Mm -hmm. wide open. Mm -hmm. And... I, I I can't explain it. I Well, of course you can explain it.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean the obvious... Now you're talking like someone who believes ghosts the, are real. The, like, well, no, nothing could explain how the, the door was not closed. I mean, the, <laughs> the,
0: the only explanation other than the, the truth is ghosts. But the, the real <laughs> answer, it's much more likely that I just... Fully did not close that door all the way <laughs> or lock it. So uh, I, I, I quickly searched the apartment and found nobody inside because we had a yeah. street-facing door. Well, uh,
1: it could have been an untold number of ghosts in the in the apartment at and that them, point. Well, they got in through yeah. the front door. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So uh, okay, I want to have you guess a couple of these. Yep. So one of them uh, the, in the top five worldwide is a favorite Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, okay, okay, in 1990. Set partially on Mars, or was it partially (laughs) set on Mars?
0: Total recall. Was it all in his head? Oh man, Uh, now which version of that movie do you like better, the Arnold Schwarzenegger version or the Colin Farrell version? Oh, I have not seen the Colin Farrell. I'll give you a hint. You've seen the good version. Yeah, that's, I can
1: only imagine, that's hilarious. What's the the line, what's your favorite
0: line from that movie?
1: Oh, um, I'm not house anymore, I'm played.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite line is,
1: three weeks yeah that's, three <laughs> weeks. that's pretty good that is pretty good uh, my favorite are... line is probably just arnold screaming while his face is exploding or uh uh well
0: yeah obviously that or uh what is it the reactor <laughs>
1: shut down the reactor that like weird thing that's yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> great movie great movie um Uh, a movie that I don't think is great, which won the uh, (laughs) Academy Award for Best Picture. Uh, I want to take a a swing at this one. Dances with Wolves. That's correct. Yeah, well yeah. done. Yeah. I, I know
0: that because uh, we owned it on VHS and that movie was so long. So like, long. So long and, and slow and very drawn out. But boy did it not pay off. It doesn't ever pay off. <laughs> and uh it I think it came on like three VHS tapes because it's so yeah. long. Oh, yeah,
1: Braveheart was like that too. You yeah. had to get two
0: tapes. And Titanic was like that too. Oh yeah. A lot of uh <laughs> a lot of movies that are
1: too long for their own good. (laughs) definitely Mm -hmm. um okay final two uh one of them a a joe pesci vehicle oh my Uh, cousin vinny no oh uh, no (laughs) it's home alone home alone (laughs) oh i should know that oh man uh and wrapping it out is uh the everyone's favorite movie about a prostitute Pretty Woman. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Have
0: you seen all five of those movies? No,
1: I've seen Home Alone, Dances with Wolves, and Total Recall. Okay. Probably Total Recall way more than the other two.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Home Alone is probably the one that I've seen the most of those movies because I feel like anytime we had friends come into town at Christmas, that movie was filmed uh, partially in our hometown. And so you got to take the tour and show everyone the church and the house and all that stuff. Um, and and watch the movie. Of course, that's right. a it's a Christmas tradition in our household to watch that movie. Is it really? Uh, yeah, day? it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure we own it, or it's on you know one of the streaming services. We always find oh, a way to watch I it. I really hoped you watched it on VHS. I don't do. Does anyone have a VHS player anymore? Do you have one?
1: I don't know. A lot of thrift shops do.
0: Okay. The question is, do they work? That would be my. my well, guess. Well,
1: that's a gamble. All sales are final.
0: There is a uh, a movie rental store, um, a lot like a Blockbuster. It's it's called Odd Obsession. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Odd Obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That that does still rent out VHS tapes. And there was <laughs> that is an odd obsession. And there was, <laughs> but there was one time I walked by, and there was just a stack of movies, and I think it was. It, it was either it was either Pretty Woman or Dirty Dancing. Just like yeah. like two hundred copies of VHS tapes of that movie just those, stacked. Those in are the probably
1: window. some of the all-time best thrift store movie sellers, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like everyone owns it and yeah. They're like, yeah, someone'll buy this Maybe, for sure. I don't want for it sure. Anymore.
0: We owned Pretty Woman on VHS when I was a kid. Um we never owned Home Alone. I think it was mm. just always on TV, you know, so you never needed to own it. Yeah, I own the Super Nintendo uh, game Home Alone. Did you really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What do you just... Is it like Paperboy, but with a Home Alone sticker slapped on it?
1: Sort of, yeah, yeah. It it definitely doesn't uh, align with anything from the plot of the movie. Well, how could it? I
0: mean, what are you, like, methodically setting up booby traps for, like, three levels of the game?
1: Yeah, you're not doing anything like that, no. (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: exactly. So that would be tough. I can't imagine... Uh, enjoying that game for more than the first or second play.
1: <laughs> yeah, it
0: wasn't, a, it wasn't an all-time
1: great. Uh, and neither, I think, was the uh, Billboard, the Hot 100, number one single of the year, Wilson Phillips' Hold On. I didn't even know that this group existed wow. until
0: today. Well, I did, and uh, I enjoyed that song in particular. I think they had some other songs that were pretty decent. And well. th- if I'm not mistaken, is that also... That's, I think that's the band that ends the movie Bridesmaids. They've, they have a live performance oh, at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. And, I like that movie. And, and if I'm wrong, you all can yell at me on Twitter, Instagram, or via our email. So go for it. But I, I'm pretty sure that's
1: who it was. Okay. Um, um, yeah, the 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 other top three, mm-hmm. number two, It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. What a great song. I think it's a great song. I don't, I don't know it. I don't know it. Maybe oh, we man. should some of that in I don't okay, know okay Do sure, sure 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 it. Is it episode worthy
0: oh absolutely definitely and and we'll put some of that Wilson Phillips in there too so you've already heard that and here comes a little bit of <laughs> rock set with it must have been love it must have been- And that's just a really, really good song.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I still haven't heard it. (laughs) Well, listen to the Yeah, Go back and listen listen to the the episode. episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, number three was a song that I suggested might be right for this episode. Mm -hmm. And Scott shot me right down. Uh, that is Sinead O'Connor's cover of Nothing Compares to You
0: now I did not shoot you right down it's but a powerful lady
1: you're shooting down Scott
0: well uh, I would never shoot down a Prince song Prince wrote that mm-hmm. song Prince so did I'm a big Prince fan uh, uh, but I think that Prince's version is superior um, but no you did not hear that song at the top of the episode <laughs> let's listen to it now shall we sure <laughs> Okay, what a great song. A great God, song. So good. You, Powerful lady. You, I think you guys are hearing maybe like four or five seconds of these songs because that's uh, probably all I'm allowed to legally contribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it nonetheless. <laughs> good, good. Um, any Anything else from 1990 that we should know about?
1: I don't know. No, that's that's all I've got for you.
0: So my memories, like anecdotally, of 1990 are, are few because yeah. we were very young. But, but this I,
1: is the time when you and I were both... Actually starting to make our first memories.
0: Exactly. And so I was going to say, the things that I remember from 1990, of course, are things like Batmania was still hanging around from the year before, uh. Uh, 1989 when Batman came out. That was a big deal, especially for me. I was, was am a uh, huge Batman man, fan. Man, from right in the beginning, you Always, knew you were
1: team Batman. Yeah,
0: he's the coolest. He's got pointy <laughs> ears. Uh, and then also in 1990 is when that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. Cowabonga. And, and those two movies really shaped my childhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that movie actually was, uh, uh, for, it did very well domestically. I think it was number five domestically. Yes. Which makes sense that it didn't do as well internationally.
0: Yes, right. Uh, well, because there were some problems in other countries with just the fact that they used weapons, they were ninjas. Oh. In, in uh, the UK, they're known as the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Did you know that? I did not know that. So they had it's like to,
1: a philosopher Stone yeah, yeah, type stone deal? Yeah, yeah, kind, of, deal. kind yeah. of.
0: Except they were skewing away from violence, whereas we were skewing away from intelligence for ours. Philosopher versus, I don't know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, that movie also was independently financed. For the oh. longest time, it was the top grossing independent movie of all time. And Whoa. Until not that long ago. I can't remember what unseated it, but... Yeah, an independently financed and produced movie.
1: Wow! Yeah. No way.
0: Yeah, and it's good. It that one holds up too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they didn't try to make it for kids; they tried to just make a sincere movie, and I think that paid off.
1: Right, right. Uh huh. Yeah, I definitely saw that one. I think I remember the first scene where there's a pizza delivery gone awry at yeah. a mall somewhere.
0: Uh, that's t- uh, number two. That's, oh, that's a number sequel. two.
1: Oh wow! Look at you. I, I, I well, <laughs>
0: like I said, these are big. These are important <laughs> movies, in my opinion. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah any 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 other uh, 1990 or shall we get into pure Pistons? yeah
1: I'm ready to talk some hoop yeah Uh,
0: this movie just I I loved this movie what did you think just initial thoughts yeah
1: I I, I did as well Um, I I saw it for the first time just earlier this week Mm -hmm. and um, they're really going at it with the CBS Sports home video yep. uh, catalog of songs that show up in every every yes. single We're iteration of this. Right one. back into
0: it with the electronic yeah. drums, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. synthesizers, the it's electric guitar. It's like video guitar. game
1: music. I'm into
0: it. Yes, yes. I thought the same thing. There's a moment at the end of the, or, um, where it's like tense, where they go into overtime in the finals. And there's a song that's playing that just like I had visions of being like a video game character facing down against the final boss or something yeah, like totally, that. Yeah, totally, totally. That was the atmosphere, and it was so great. It just really captured the moment, yeah. I feel like, to That me. was the game
1: that went into overtime, yeah. and then, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that sequence. They usually don't break down... Uh, you know, two-minute periods in a game that closely in these movies, but, but they did a good really job with that one, it. Yeah. and it
0: really it felt like you were in the moment. Like, what's gonna happen? Because yeah. I don't know the every-minute deto- detail of like this series, you know. So it was very, um, very well done. Mm-hmm. I liked all of that. This, to me, and I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the first time they did one of these VHS tape wrap-ups for a season. Because they go into great detail talking about the history of the Pistons yeah, again, yeah. and talking about the championship from the year before, which if they had made a VHS for it, they wouldn't have had to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I. I think that I may have seen a YouTube tile, uh, like a suggested mm-hmm. watch this tile for the '89 Pistons. Okay. But uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right that they. I had no idea that uh, that the Pistons got their name from their original hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana. I yeah. just assumed like Detroit Pistons, obviously. Right, right. But no, it, they got named the Pistons, uh, which I know now, now know thanks to the historical background yep. uh, sequence from uh, a guy who owned a plant in Fort Wayne. That manufactured oh, Pistons, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're moving to Detroit now. It feels like an
0: old school football team being in the middle of nowhere, yeah. made up of just the guys who work at the factory kind of thing, Yeah, and you get your name from that. Uh, and you no, know, here it is with the Fort Wayne Pistons, and then they talk about moving to Detroit, which obviously it makes right. makes much more sense. And we switch to the sad video game music, when yeah. like, and then their luck
1: ran out. Yeah, they yeah, didn't win a game for and, twenty and, years. And my favorite
0: part of that was when they were just like blowing through the um, coaches, and they're like with yeah. a string of bad coaching hires. And they show clips of all of these guys, and it's like,
1: oh, it's like are they getting hired and fired every year?
0: It felt like it because Ray Scott was one, right? Uh, Bill. Van Breda Kolf. I've never heard Household of that name. guy before. Household sure. <laughs> okay. Well, we have different households apparently. And then I, they didn't even show. Is one that of the Dick guys, Vitale? Uh, is that? Yes, it must be because then they show him right yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about having a hand in the culture of the Pistons, saying you got
1: to bring someone in with like a winning attitude. Or, right. Or, he like, makes okay. some funny comment. It was like, "I really helped him out that day. I got fired. Yeah. I right. Really? Well, you did, <laughs> yeah. but not
0: by you. Uh, and also." Suggesting they hire someone with, like, a winning attitude? Yeah. Obviously. You want to win basketball games. What, are you going to go hire Joe Schlupp on the corner? Which it kind of looked like maybe Dick Vitale was. He did have a little
1: Joe Schlupp-looking thing He
0: sure did. He hadn't quite figured out what to do with his hair (laughs) when he was the coach of the Pistons. Um, But he did figure it out when he started shaving it all off. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So good for him. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty rough. But then they talk about turning around the franchise when they drafted Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And, you know, starting to put the pieces around a key player like Isaiah Thomas. And uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Thomas?
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that watching this movie because uh-huh. um, this is at the height of his popularity. Even though he's already um, uh, kind of had a, a falling out with Magic Johnson at this point. Mm-hmm. They were really good buddies. Yep. Faced each other in the finals the year before and are not really friendly since then. Yep. Um, but still, he's kind of a media darling mm-hmm. despite being the leader of the bad boys. Yep. Um, and now it's, uh, you know, he's made some unpopular decisions. His actions have been questionable from time to time. Pretty consistently, yeah. <laughs> Pretty I Pretty consistently, say. yeah. And, and, no, and really. I don't know, I'm living in a glass house here. <laughs> yeah, and let me throw
0: some stones because he was already. Um, Kind of uh, not careful choosing his words from way back when. Yeah. I mean, my knowledge of him is obviously painted by growing up in Chicago, which is where he's from. Right. He, he grew up here too. But uh, intense rivalries with the Bulls and everything. So, so just automatically you don't like him because um, he's on the other team. But in 84-85, when Jordan made the All-Star team as a rookie, yeah. it was Isaiah Thomas's idea for none of the veterans to pass the rookie the ball because they didn't want to be overshadowed by this kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of weird and bad. It's an all-star game, Isaiah. Relax, you know?
1: Right, right.
0: Um, and then he also got in some trouble a lot later when everyone was uh, going nuts about Larry Bird, and right. Isaiah Thomas made a really uh, poor choice in saying that the reason Larry Bird was getting so much recognition was because he was white, because well, he was a white guy.
1: I think that was Dennis Rodman who said that, and then someone brought it up to Isaiah, yeah. and he goes, yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, Something, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay,
0: so so there you go. And it was it was the bad boys in tandem on that one. Yeah. Um, speaking of, in this movie, the uh, they don't mention the phrase bad boys until almost ten minutes into the movie. Right. Right. Which kind of blew me away. I was expecting them to jump right into that because that is this team's identity.
1: Yeah. I it, think absolutely, absolutely. They uh they they used some PR some they, yeah. they did some PR choices. You know, instead of. Cheap and dirty. They're gritty and team focused. There's and, at one point you know. <laughs> later in the movie they talk
0: about. Let's see. Oh man. There's a line that the announcer says, uh, "Vintage piston basketball." Yeah. He, he says that. And the next shot is like Bill Winbier. Bill Ambeer literally punching him <laughs> in the face. And Buck Williams not getting a foul call. Yeah, and the announcer's yeah. like, vintage Pistons basketball. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, so just dirty? <laughs> like, okay, but that was how the game was played back then, right. I guess. I, that, don't know. I,
1: I was thinking about that too when um, uh, they were going through the conference finals when they were uh, it was Pistons, Bulls, and uh, no one in, in the entire playoffs, every team was just condensed down to either one person yeah. or not. Like, no individual player was mentioned at all. Like, right. no one. No one on the Pacers was mentioned, and they mentioned
0: they, they called Reggie Miller a scrappy young like oh, kid or okay. something. But other than that, right at the very beginning, you're right, no mention, no mention. You
1: go to the Knicks, mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing. There's like not a, a camera shot of anyone but Patrick Ewing, exactly. You go to the Bulls. There's not a camera shot of anyone but you, Michael Jordan. You never see Scottie Pippen or Morris Grant you, no, or anybody. No, it's unbelievable. They're they're less than afterthoughts,
0: uh, and they're not the focus of the movie. So you can maybe justify it like that. But if you're trying to paint this as some like arduous mountain for the Pistons to climb over show the rest of the teams that they're right right. but it it works for the movie if you're really trying to make the Pistons look good so I'll forgive them a little bit on that yeah
1: yeah but for that that bull series there's a shot of Jordan just like scraping himself up off the court yeah and the uh the the narrator is saying like well with three games to recover or three days to recover (laughs) jordan's not going to be beat to shit anymore right and Mm
0: -hmm. and sure enough you know after that game jordan goes ahead and scores 89 points over the next two games right so it
1: pushes it to seven games didn't he
0: yes yes yeah yeah they were yeah
1: they're a good team
0: yeah of course i mean they would go on to win the championship the next year Mm -hmm. and they were very close this year Mm -hmm. obviously seven games it was It was a good team. It was a good matchup. It must have been fun to watch in the moment. I'm sure everyone in Chicago was throwing beer bottles at their TVs and stuff. So fun.
1: One of of my clients in my other line of work...
0: because this a, is your, this is a job. This is for my you.
1: primary breadwinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you we're rolling in all that sponsorship money. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of,
0: thank you to Master Lock for sponsoring the Defensive Player of the Year I this season. I love that. Lock
1: him up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Dennis Rodman, Defensive Player of the Year. Sorry, you were going to say about. Oh your-
1: yeah. So this guy's an attorney in Detroit, and apparently was was really successful in his early career because he had a skybox, uh, in you know for all of these games for the for all of the bad boys run. In the in Detroit? In Detroit. Oh, very cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's fun. And and you know,
0: Detroit obviously winning that first championship against the Lakers the year before and then this one, what a time to be in Detroit. That was yeah. and cuz the the Lions were pretty decent back then too. They had Barry Sanders and well, that's all they had. But <laughs>
1: But fun to watch. <laughs> fun to watch for sure. Right. Yeah, but yeah, nothing had been this exciting in Detroit Pistons basketball ever, ever. Yeah, they were very
0: good. They were competitive throughout most of the mid to late '80s, um, but couldn't get over the hill until the year before. Mm-hmm. And then we get, and then we get this just goldmine of a movie, pure Pistons. Um, so they do make it past the Bulls. No spoilers yep. there. I yep. think everyone's aware, uh, and then go on to face a team that we're relatively familiar with. We've talked about them already in our Untouchables episode, but the Portland Trailblazers. And it's essentially the same cast of characters, right? I mean, yeah. you still got Jerome Kersey, you've got uh, Duckworth and uh, Buck Williams. Terry and Porter. Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler. Drexler of and, and Brad Aldrich, the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and may I say about Brad Aldrich... I, like, can't imagine him without a mustache. He just <laughs> yeah. looks so good with that mustache. It's like it, he was born to have that on his face. So good for him. I don't, I'm, very few people would I say that about, you know, just rocking the, the blonde mustache.
1: It's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, a definite, definite look of the era.
0: Yeah. Um, and as we've, we've talked about before with Clyde Drexler... He made it to the finals before Jordan, and there were all these Drexler Jordan comparisons, mm-hmm. and, and never were they more um, appropriate or, or you know, like out there as they were this year. It would have been a really fun series to see Jordan and Drexler back in, in yeah. 1990. Yeah, came
1: so close to
0: happening, very very close. Um, oh well, you know, we'd yeah. see them a couple of years later. I think. I, I wonder. Do you think the Bulls could have beat these Trailblazers, or were they not quite there yet?
1: Um, I mean, I gotta think that they could, they could, they could have if this was the, uh, the, the migraine year for Scottie Pippen. Mm -hmm. So if Pippen doesn't get the migraine in the Piston series, maybe
0: they're there. And, and the fact that they took Detroit, the eventual champion to seven games and the Blazers didn't. Right. Uh, so yeah, maybe there's a case to be made. It depends on the individual matchups. Which, as we talked about in the Untouchables episode, were pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. even matchups across the board. So, definitely um, an interesting what if scenario. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the finals. Uh, game one was a pretty tough fight. Uh, Portland had to, like, really step up their defense in the series. They mm-hmm. talk about that. There's some good shots of them um, blocking shots and, and whatnot. But it really it boiled down to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. He took over the game at the end, stepped up, and uh, just dropped a whole bunch of points, like something like, what, 10 points in the last couple of minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's so, yeah, that adds to the, um, you know, Isaiah's probably, if you ask most people whose opinion is, is worth regarding, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, Isaiah is in the top five point guards of all time, and yeah. a lot of people would say top three. Absolutely, it'd be and like him, yeah. Stockton, mm-hmm. and Magic Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Magic Johnson, I think, is number one. Yeah, I in, would
0: agree. In my opinion, although he could play all five positions. Right. <laughs> which gives him a little bit of an advantage. And John Stockton isn't flashy, right? He's he's your, he's your going to do the dirty work. He's mm-hmm. going to, you know, set everybody else up to look good. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas could do that and score. So I think I would put prime Isaiah Thomas ahead of prime John Stockton. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously he wins. He's the best player on the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I think we can agree yeah, absolutely. on that. Yeah, Um Best player on a team that wins back-to-back and then two years later is not on the Dream team because everyone hates him so much. I mean... I guess primarily Jordan, but well, no, it was everybody. Yeah, I mean, Magic Jordan, Johnson didn't like him. Yeah. Larry Bird hated the Pistons. Yeah, you know, everybody hated the
0: Pistons. Yeah, I mean, you reap what you sow in this case, and Isaiah was sowing quite a bit uh, of bad, <laughs> bad blood between him and everybody in the league. And it's not like Jordan was everybody's favorite, right? But I think Jordan's Jordan wasn't as overtly like mean to everybody else, or or just like vocal about it with the media. Maybe not. Maybe he was. I don't know. We should probably have done more research about that. But, you know, whatever. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants here on 90s Slam. But
1: he wasn't he wasn't trying to uh uh he wasn't leading a team that that didn't care if they hurt you or not.
0: Right. Exactly. We talked about um, in the, the Bulls Blazers finals, there was a scene where Clyde Drexler took Scotty down hard, mm-hmm. and, and you pointed out he's over there, he's helping him up, making sure he knew it wasn't intentional. Like, yeah. That's not how, yeah. That's not how Clyde the Glide plays the game. Yeah. Uh, but that is how the Bad Boy Pistons played the game. They knock you down, they draw some blood, mm-hmm. uh, and, and make you remember that play the next time you went into the hoop. Um. Yeah, tough. It's really tough to to like those guys. Even in this video where they try so hard to make Bill Lambeer look like respectable.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they if if you didn't know anything about the the bad boys, you would you would like them for sure. Sure. And I mean, you know, in, in any professional sports league that's competitive, there's going to be teams like that yep. that uh, that Rely on, they would say, intensity. Hard nosed yeah, basketball. Yeah, blue collar. Yeah, and, all those buzzwords. Yeah, words. team oriented. Uh-huh. Um, which is a lot like the, the, what was it, the 04, 05 Pistons yeah. that beat the Lakers. Defense. Defense, mm-hmm. team game. Yeah. You know, no one. Uh, uh, there was no one who was like, okay, obviously Jordan's going to, if if the Bulls win, Jordan's going to be the finals MVP. Yeah. That wasn't the case for that team. No. It was like, no. okay, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Chauncey Billups? Is yeah. it going to be Rip Hamilton? Ben Wallace. Yeah. Defensive yeah. player of the year that year. Yeah. put so some parallels with this team. Total parallels, but that team, the, the uh, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace Pistons aren't kind of universally hated yeah.
0: <laughs> because they weren't playing that kind of dirty but also the league rules had changed you couldn't do all the hand checking and stuff like that that you see a lot of That's in this true. movie. yeah um and you see bill Lambier flopping on some of it too in the finals which i think is funny because that was like his thing was doing the hand checking and, and
1: but th- yeah he was ahead of his time though i mean he mm-hmm. was uh, i guess maybe behind the times and in, and in uh playing to hurt people. Yeah. Um and that was but I guess the time. that still goes on. Yeah. Well but, yeah a little bit. Um but ahead of he's like how many stretch fives were there back then? He was shooting the three. He was the only one. Pretty he much. made six three pointers in that one game And mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. it game two I think, right?
0: Yeah, game two that went into overtime he made six three pointers in that game. Yeah. Which, again, in the 1992 Untouchables, Jordan made six three pointers in the first half. Right. Uh, but Bill Lambier making six in a game is remarkable.
1: And Crunch Time ones, too. Yes, two in
0: overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and his form was atrocious. I mean, just anyone getting a hand in his face throws him off. But nobody was anywhere near him. He
1: wasn't getting that high off the ground. No, he was. There was he no was yeah. No separation
0: between his feet and the ground. Yeah, And yeah. it was just very solid. You know, like up over the top of the head. Like, right. I can't believe those things are going in. Uh, pretty ugly shots. Um, we talked about the overtime music, uh, but it was especially dramatic because Isaiah had fouled out of the game oh, at that right. point, and it was like, who's going to lead the Pistons now? And it turned out it was Bill Lambier, um, but the Pistons almost won that game, except for a missed shot at the buzzer by James Edwards, future uh-huh. future bull, future bull, <laughs> James, James Edwards, Edwards. yeah. Um, and too bad, one to one. And game three, they kind of mentioned throwaway that Rodman didn't play in game three. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know about why why that might be? I don't. I'm going to look it up really quickly. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know.
0: Um, and that was the game, that was the one game that the Blazers took. Uh, no, the, the, they won game two there in overtime. Oh,
1: game two. That's right. That's yeah,
0: right. no, the, the, the Pistons played really, really well in that game. That was their first uh, win in Portland since 1974, which is quite That's stretchy. Stretchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: wonder how many times they played in the regular I mean, it makes sense. You only Makes see them a couple of times. To, yeah, probably once a year. Maybe they're playing once
0: or yeah. Uh, well, once in Portland. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe twice total. That's once true. Yeah, and once away. Um, but yeah, just an insane stretch. They said the last time they won, it was uh, Bill Walton's second game. <laughs> like <Right>. wow, October <laughs> of nineteen seventy four. Uh, let's see, game three. His ankle. He had a, He had a stiff ankle. Hmm. Dennis Rodman. So he sat out uh, game three. But Joe Dumars stepped up in a big way.
1: Oh, yeah. This is the Dumars game. Yes,
0: indeed. He made that teardrop shot near the end of the game. And um, it was, it turned out to be a pretty monumental moment for him because just before the game, his father had passed away. Right, right. Uh, which kind of brings to mind, you know, um, Brett Favre. Doing what he did the day his dad passed away, yeah, sure. Or you know Jordan doing stuff for his dad, or or all kinds of stuff. So it was it was a very nice moment for Joe yeah, Dumars. Yeah, yeah.
1: But then you see um, Isaiah. I mean, you see Isaiah Thomas speaking on Joe Dumars's behalf yeah. after the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's distraught. He doesn't want to talk to the media. I wouldn't either. And uh, and you see that the you know Isaiah Thomas has is a. Very charming guy. He did a absolutely did a, a, a very gracious job yes. of addressing addressing the media and asking for Joe's privacy. Mm-hmm. And um,
0: well, he was the unquestioned leader of the
1: team. Yeah, and,
0: and it's things like that that make that obvious. That yes, of course, he's going to be the guy who steps up and, and handles those situations. So good for him. You say that he's charming, uh, and again, I, I'm painted with a little bit of bias here, but. He just seems smug every time, and I think it's the smile that he makes, which is probably just, again, me being a hateful
1: person. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, a little Smiling bit. right
0: now? How dare you? I know, I know. I just, I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, But game three, uh, the Pistons went to Portland and won it. They talk about Pistons having perfect execution. Mm -hmm. Uh, The video does a good job of highlighting Bill Lane Beer being really just obnoxious, bothering (laughs) Buck Williams and uh, Duckworth and all those guys. Um, But, yeah, it seemed like that was a pretty easy victory for Detroit. That brings us to game four, where we saw that vintage Piston basketball, uh, the Mm -hmm. dirty play, smacking people in the face. But it's kind of, this game in particular reminded me of the Untouchables again, where every time it seemed like the Bulls were in charge of a game, the Blazers would come storming right back. Mm -hmm. And and same thing with this one. Detroit would build up a lead, and Portland would just eliminate it. Lead, eliminate. Lead, eliminate. Until the fourth quarter, when things got really hairy, and it looked like Detroit was going to lose that game, it came down to a buzzer-beater that left the hand, you know, just a moment, like right. a split second yeah. too late. Yeah. And they got the call right. Did but they? They did. They it did. looked like it to me. Okay. It, uh, based on the footage that we have. But yeah. But it looked like it to me. They got it right. Oh. Um, but Brad Aldrich was not happy about that. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed his reaction jumping up and down on the court. I'll include a screenshot in our Instagram post of him just looking exasperated. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Let's see what happened. Oh, oh, oh! That one ends with uh, a little, a quick Chuck Daly interview. They must have dumped a water cooler on him, and he's soaking oh, wet. Right. Yeah. And he's talking about his suit, uh, probably ruined another suit. Thank God they're not expensive.
1: <laughs> Which, like,
0: come on, Chuck Daly's suits are expensive. You yeah, know that.
1: Uh, yeah. I took that to. Uh, you're probably right. I took that comment to mean that he sweat through his suit or something because he was so, it was like such a high intensity game. If if
0: that's the case, then that dude needs to get checked out by a doctor <laughs> because that was a lot of sweat. That was a lot of sweat, but I don't
1: know. I don't know. With those 1990 arenas, the air conditioning probably wasn't great.
0: Probably not. I don't know. And, and game five, there was, or game four, I'm sorry, was in... Portland, they don't have a hockey team. I think that was just a purely a basketball arena. Yeah. so There's no ice under the court. Those rooms probably did get pretty hot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Portland in June. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I guess it's not as bad as like anywhere else in Oklahoma. June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. What What was his name? Chuck Chuck Cool Daddy or Cool Something Cool.
0: Uh, I don't know what. What are you talking about? Oh,
1: Chuck Daly's nickname.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard for me to pull that information up. Because he
1: was like a flashy dresser and always had his hair kind of, uh, I guess, done well <laughs> according to the standards of well, the time. But yeah, just straight back. It, straight back. Good. Good bounce oh. to it, I guess. Good. Good poof. The nickname is amazing.
0: What is it? Daddy Rich. Daddy
1: Rich. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> wow daddy rich
0: i mean when oh, you get, when man. you when you earn a nickname like that from a team of nba players no less
1: oh god it sounds like the worst porn star in history or it's just like the
0: happiest coach i don't know that's such a daddy cool nickname rich. oh man we'll have to remember that for our nickname oh, episode dang. yeah
1: <laughs> that could be a good guessing game guess the weird nickname. Yeah. can you put them
0: together yeah. with who they they, they go with um, well, that brings us to game five. Uh, and no spoilers here. That is, that is the last uh, episode or the last game of the series. This was a quick one. Yeah. Um, and Isaiah just, he wanted to win and he scored 15 points in the first quarter just to get things started. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drexler fouls out in this game. It seems like, um, but, but despite all of that, Portland had a pretty sizable lead at the end of the game. Uh, They were down, uh, Detroit was down by seven with two minutes left. Mm -hmm. It seems like this should be a done deal, Yeah, But Vinny Johnson. The microwave. Came out of just nowhere. I mean, he'd been good all series, but he just lit it up in the last two minutes there. And in particular, made a shot with 0.7 seconds left that would seal the game for Detroit.
1: Yeah, yeah. What a, I mean... What a team effort, and what a great nickname! Like perfect nickname. Yeah, It's memorable. It's cool. and It, it actually so cool. describes his game. Yes, there it was, was that uh, heats up really quick. And he, yeah, he would just go on these crazy runs where mm-hmm. I think they mention it in the movie where he scored 19 straight points for the Pistons yep. in one game. Yeah, just it's important to have somebody like that on your team coming off the bench. Yes, too. exactly. They're, like best bench. Maybe ever.
0: So they talk about that a little bit in this movie because they talk about how the team wasn't really gelling. They weren't really doing well in the regular season. With Aguirre
1: and in the starting lineup. Exactly. Yeah. So they
0: made some moves. They put Rodman into the starting lineup and and made some of their better players like Vinny Johnson or, mm-hmm. or Mark Aguirre come off the bench. And that kind of lit a fire under everybody and got them going. Mm-hmm. And it really turned things around for them. Uh, it's interesting. that That's just good coaching yeah right so chuck daly doing some good daddy rich I earning mean, the title rich,
1: when when daddy rich gets uh, introduced to this movie Ooh. he uh, i i was laughing out loud <laughs> while i was watching it Yeah, he, he's you know and, and especially in these nba home video uh, documentaries they make the head coach look like someone with great wisdom to bestow mm-hmm. and often they do uh-huh but uh but that's, that's definitely the, the mode that they had Chuck Daly in on yes. this goes, you know, uh, this isn't what Chuck Daly sounds like. He says, you know, coaching in the NBA is kind of like flying a plane. You need to get off the ground. You need to fly. And then you need to come in for the landing. And the landing is the playoffs. And you just got to go as far as you can in the playoffs. Huh. So how is, how is that like a plane at all? Interesting. <laughs> what it was meant to, that it was added to the movie or, or included in the movie to show like how, what an astute guy this is. Well. He making wrong. a sandwich is kind of like flying a plane. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> you gotta take off. You gotta get the bread. Uh, yeah, you gotta get the bread out yeah. of the bag. Sometimes and, uh, you gotta open a new loaf of bread. You gotta fly. That's making the sandwich. Definitely gotta fly. And you come in for a landing. That's eating it. Eating it. You yeah. just want to make it as far through that sandwich as yeah. you can. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can be like flying a plane. Basically. Anything, really. Yeah. yeah,
0: especially flying a plane or a
1: helicopter. That's really close to flying a plane.
0: Wow, but also very different. That'd be like going deep in the playoffs in a different sport, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chuck Daly, I got to say, I I consider him to be the MVP of this movie. His fashion choices just really wiped the bad taste of the 99 movie out of my mouth because he has some cool fashion choices, especially when he's not on the court. When you get him out of a suit, when you see Chuck Daly rocking his streetwear, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like at practice or in the interview segments in this movie... um,
1: He's, he's looking... He's, p- I love the windbreaker with the collared shirt look. It's,
0: it's a purple windbreaker with two different shades of purple overlaid on top of it. And then, yeah, like Chris said, the popped collar underneath just... Like, he knew he was going to be on camera that day.
1: Daddy Rich.
0: Daddy Rich rolling in <laughs> wearing the windbreaker. <laughs> I took, I, uh, I'm going to put together little collages of uh, Chuck Daly every time I... Uh, Saw Chuck Daly. I took screenshots, <laughs> and it's you know what? He's a prime candidate for our little segment. Uh, what's up with your tie, bro?
1: Oh man, I was just gonna say, Chuck. Chuck Daly may be the exception to the bad '90s ties. I'm I'm okay with that tie.
0: It's just it's a lot of paisley.
1: It's a lot of paisley, but uh, uh, yeah, let maybe that's a poll. Is good tie or bad? Oh, we can put that up on the Instagram
0: You know what? That's a good idea I tell you what, we'll do that uh, So if you haven't already seen it When you're watching this episode go, Or listening to this episode Go back into our Instagram account It won't be more than a few days And, and just let us know what you, what you think Is he wearing good ties or is he wearing bad ties? Um, okay oh. Boy, I don't know about that sweater, the though. The sweaters are yeah. good, too. Uh, it's just got That's kind a of... a bad color for him. Well, it's a bad color. It's also... It just brings to mind Cosby, which... It does. In the moment, in 1990, was a good thing. Uh, but oh, how times have changed uh, for everybody. Ugh.
1: Yeah, that... Oh, yeah, and this guy.
0: <laughs> so, so Brendan Schur... Uh,
1: <laughs> That's Uncle Sir, Rich over there. Yeah, That's a weird Uncle Rich. He had an
0: interesting line in this movie that I wrote it down because he's talking about... Um, when they traded away people like,
1: um, was it Chuck Person? Or who was on the team that they traded oh, away? Oh no, Rick Rick Mahorn. They lost Rick Mahorn, Rick Mahorn to the expansion draft. Uh, they had to. They couldn't protect everyone on their team. So
0: he's talking about losing Rick Mahorn and he describes it as being like losing a strong family member. Yeah. Which I think is an interesting way to put that.
1: Well, I mean, you know, there's, what is it, 70, 80% of your family don't really, they're not that strong. Not that strong.
0: <laughs> they're expendable. But when you lose a strong family member. you
1: got to hang on to the strong.
0: Ones. It hurts, man. Yeah. It just hurts. So, uh, yeah. Oof. An interesting quote. There's a lot of pawns out there. you got to hang on to the queens. Definitely. Uh, a lot of queens on this team. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. They were all very good. Uh, John Sally has a good line in this movie as well, where he's talking about, uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Do you remember this line? He's (laughs) talking about, you know, they're always talking about this light at the end of the tunnel. I thought it was a train. They didn't tell me the light at the end of the tunnel was the reflection of my ring. And he holds up his championship <laughs> ring. It's <laughs> just like, dude, what? And it sounded like he had written that line like he was reading it. His John not-
1: Sally's a funny guy.
0: He is a funny guy. Did you
1: know he, he grew up uh, going door to door as a Jehovah's Witness. I
0: did not know that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And he—it seems like he found a better path.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he credited that to—I uh, think he was really shy, and he's just you know having to meet all these people yeah. turned him into kind of a gregarious, funny guy.
0: Yeah, and and I can um, vouch for that. I also had a job where I had to knock on doors to sell stuff. Yeah. And, I feel like that made me a less shy person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so good for, good for John Sally. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he, so he was knocking on doors, preaching the word of Jehovah. Jehovah. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Well, thank you. Jehovah's witnesses for sponsoring this episode. The church of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Much appreciated.
1: <laughs> yeah. John. Yeah. Um, Long tall Sally. Another, mm-hmm. another kind of uncomfortable nickname on that team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are they talking about there? Look at that long,
1: tall Sally over (laughs) there. Yep.
0: But apt. He was long and tall. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's on the nose, but... Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's not what comes to mind, really.
0: No. Uh, But I also... Again, he's... In my mind, I think of him as the 1995-96 era John yeah, Sally, sure, where he's a little sure. older, he's lost a step, he's got some hops in this movie, yeah, he's looking and not, not good. the leaper
1: he once was, but still, right. still can play defense. Maybe he's not getting up high to block the shots anymore. He's going to eat some minutes.
0: Yeah, give Jordan a few minutes on the bench, uh, or or anybody else for that matter. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: But another a- another kind of unusual big man they had. He was super super fast, could mm-hmm. run the floor better yeah. than. Probably anyone else his size, his height anyways. Yeah. And then you got Lambeer, who's not very mobile, but can stretch the floor. Well, and they
0: talk about uh, in the Pacers, when they're getting ready for the Pacers series, and they have the Pacers coach showing their game planning session, and he draws... It's it's just like an arch that covers up the entire lane, <laughs> yeah. and he goes anything in there, uh, Billowin Beer is gonna get the rebound. So you guys need to just like do something, like good coaching. Right, their the center guy, is gonna
1: get the rebound, and he drew it so slowly too. He's like <laughs> it took him two tries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember that. It's, I thought he was gonna like circle a small area. he nope. just kind of drifts, drifts the marker on over. It's like, how are you commanding the room?
0: He's not. The cameras <laughs> not. made him nervous. Yeah. Uh, the Pacers, they they weren't prepared for that no. series. That's why they got swept. Uh, yeah. If wow. you
1: don't try and get the ball, he's going to try, and he'll get every <laughs> rebound in this area. We all need to try, you guys. Just try, please. <laughs> oh man.
0: Reminds me of some of my coaching experiences, uh, the coaches that I had on some of my soccer teams. Oh
1: yeah, just 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 get in front of the ball, Scott. Don't let them score a goal. I just, tried. Just stop it. I tried.
0: <laughs> stop yelling at me. You
1: can use both your hands. Oh
0: shoot! <laughs> Darn it! Why didn't you tell me that before? I was only using my left.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: So, uh, the soundtrack of this movie we talked about, but there's also quite a bit of um, another artist that yeah. we know and love, MC Hammer.
1: Who came in at number 55 wow. on the
0: Hot 100 of the Year. Which. Seems like this movie maybe is overhyping him then, because they use him a lot in They use movie. him a lot, yeah. Uh, struggling to understand the MC Hammer Detroit connection. I wonder if it was just that both of them were popular at the same I, time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because Can't Touch This, obviously, is a big part of this movie. That's the song that they have chosen to represent their team winning a championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they're talking about the rings, like you can't touch you this can't trophy, touch the, yeah. it's ours. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was interesting and then they have a song that mc hammer wrote for the pistons um it just
1: kind of a Super Bowl shuffle kind of thing, like yeah. introducing the members of the team, right? Like, and
0: like catchy little, maybe they rhyme, maybe they don't. Versus at uh, the
1: microwave, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that line was just apropos of nothing, yeah, and didn't rhyme with anything before or after it. Uh, it was a good song, though. I definitely would listen to it again. In fact, you probably heard it on the uh, intro into this episode. If we didn't pick something like Carney Wilson or or. No, I guess we're putting those in in the, in the segment. So, yeah. Okay, well, that'll be our intro song. There we go. Uh, you're welcome, listeners. <laughs> um, any Anything else from this movie, Chris? Any other thoughts?
1: Um, no, just the... it's. Not, not so much on the movie, but a total transition. You know, the the uh, Lakers are done at mm-hmm. this point, even though they make the finals the next year. Yeah, but Celtics again... Celtics won't of make the finals again. Never, the, yeah, the never 80s. again. Yeah, never, yeah. Yeah, remember when that was a team, the Boston Celtics? Yeah. Um, yeah. So a total transition, a transitionary year into yeah. the 90s.
0: From the 80s to the 90s, uh, and we got a little peek at what would take over the 90s in the Eastern Conference Finals here, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Yeah, it was still kind of an an interesting in-between period, and Detroit filled that gap nicely. Uh, Back-to-back champions, only the third time that it ever happened. Yeah. Uh, A new team winning back-to-back behind the Lakers and the Celtics. Right. Both Minneapolis and the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> you love pointing that out. That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, the Minneapolis Lakers were, were very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: what, are the, what are the NBA teams that make the least sense? Like the Utah Jazz. I mean, yeah. the Jazz moved from New Orleans. Right, right. And then you've got the Lakers moving from the land of 10,000 lakes to California. It's like, did they not realize they could change the name? I mean, I guess the Lakers just had such cachet at that point, coming off their hot success in Minneapolis. Yeah, I guess.
0: You don't want to let that Minneapolis clout go. Um, <laughs> they did, well, they didn't. They they kept the same colors even for a little while, mm-hmm. rocking mm-hmm. the blue, the actual blue, not the forum blue that they wear now, which is just purple. Yeah. Uh, but they call it forum blue. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, weird, right? Yeah, huh. yeah. Well, Showtime Lakers.
1: Yeah, it's like, what is it, navy and maize, or or for uh, or blue and maize? What's the, the Michigan I think they, they
0: call themselves the maize and blue. Maize and blue, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, maize, it's just, it's, it's yellow. Amazing. <laughs> It's so amazing. Shout out, Clem. Yeah, our unofficial <laughs> producer, Clemens, uh, who wanted to be here for this record, but he's got some other stuff going on. So right. we're sorry you're not here, Alex. Like, we miss you every day. Children or something. I yeah, well, whatever. Wife. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. <sighs> well, anyways. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's good as good a good note as any.
0: I think so. Uh, what do you What do you think? What should we do for our next episode? Any Any thoughts? Mm maybe maybe dust off the secret nba oh my goodness that was a curveball i wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that i like mm-hmm. it i like no it a lot team
1: focus but just kind of a lifestyle focus
0: yes i remember watching that movie with you in in the aforementioned alex's basement yeah and having a really good time uh, i think it's time for a rewatch i I am wholeheartedly on board with that. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening to this, now you know what we're doing next week. Don't bother checking our website this week. <laughs> 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 or do. Uh, you might make me happy if you did that. But if not, it's okay. let drive some
1: traffic. Come on.
0: Yeah, right. And tell your friends. Tell all of your friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell
1: strangers. Tell strangers. <laughs> yeah.
0: We'll, we'll start selling merch. You can wear it on the street. Uh, 90s slam t-shirts. Mm-hmm. We need to start making money off of this somehow.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. yeah <laughs> Make it a goal to introduce yourself to a dozen strangers yes yeah. just, just a day for yeah the, for the purpose of. Just us yeah. for us for our happiness. Yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> Daddy have you rich? heard of this, Daddy Rich? <laughs> if I said maybe Daddy Rich maybe that's how you do it. You. you just say Daddy Rich, and then when they turn around, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. You know, that's a great and idea. And now you've got their attention. Exactly.
0: It, that's all you need. Just get one foot in the door. Um, mm-hmm okay well don't don't force yourself on anyone but definitely say daddy rich to daddy strangers. Rich. say it as much as you can yep all right let's get out of here <laughs> everyone thanks so much for listening find us at 90slam on Instagram and Twitter 90slam.wordpress.com is our website check it please and then uh, email us at 90slam podcast at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you and we will talk to you again next week this has been 90s
1: slam. Yeah, it has. And Capri Sun, we haven't seen those sponsorship checks yet, so what's the deal? Uh, all right, well, we'll give them a call. Yo, I told you, you can't touch this. Why you standing there, man? You can't touch this. Yo, sound the bell, school is in, sucker. You can't touch this. Give me a song, a rhythm.